You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us, Locked On Rays at gmail.com. Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays take two of three from the LA Angels at home. The Rays now stand at 47 and 32, a half game back of the Red Sox in the American League East. It is a Monday, which means it is time for our takeaways, observations, what we learned from the weekend and beyond. What do you got? I don't think I I can say that I learned this, but it's still pretty amazing to watch a creature, uh, a human being put this display that Shohei Otani did. That guy's just (laughs) out of this world. Uh, But it was an odd weekend series because you had him show up, uh, do it all. I mean, from bunting to catwalk home runs to hustling down the bases to being creative to being clutch. It was a pretty cool thing to see as a baseball fan. The guy that everybody wanted to see as a race fan, however, was not Shohei Otani. It was Wander Franco. So that's my first takeaway. His first six games haven't been um, eye-popping by any nature. Uh, uh, 22 at-bats, three hits, two of which came in his debut, his first game. Uh, Has had a 3K game already, uh, so that's that's uh, that's a good thing for a 20 year old to experience the first yeah. week right uh look it, i don't think it has been uh the, the the start that we all thought we we could see i don't think it's a start that he thought that he would uh see but i feel like there is so much that you can take away from these six games from him that you don't have to focus too much on the negative he's hitting the the the, the ball hard Right. Almost every game, there's a liner that he gets caught. I'm pretty sure he, he's getting Babbitt uh, right yeah. now. Uh, another thing, the eye discipline, it's still there. Five strikeouts, five walks. You got to love that. You got to love the discipline at the plate that even though he's striking out maybe uh, almost close to 20%, about 18%, he's also walking at the same rate. That's a pretty cool thing. He's only 20. Yeah. And given those two things plus the hustle that we've seen trying to break double plays try to hustle to first that gives me so much to take away from this six games he's gonna pop off soon i can feel it just gotta hang in there yeah i agree with you completely on all of that what is interesting though is he has yet to have a hit from the left side of the plate as a lefty i think he's oh for Well, he doesn't have a hit in 16 plate appearances, but over 13 technically. And I wonder, and I mentioned this on Saturday, if there's going to be a point still super, super early, 
But if he's going to have to make a decision on, I'm not going to be a switch hitter anymore. I'm going to focus just on the right side of the plate instead of the left side of the plate or vice versa. But I look it, he's hitting the ball hard. He's working counts, drawing walks. I mean, he doesn't look like a 20 year old at the plate. That's for sure. So I think give it time. Hopefully people aren't freaking out and saying he sucks and is the worst prospect ever or anything like that. Like <laughs> let's cool the jets. And luckily for the most part, it hasn't his, I guess, struggles. I, I wouldn't even call them struggles. I would just say get unlucky uh, isn't carrying over defensively. He's still holding his own at the shortstop position while Taylor Walls is out with an injury and he'll be back soon. And then Wander will likely be able to shift over from third and second. And what's your alternative here? Call up Mike Brasso and send Wander back down. Is that what you really want to do? Uh, you want to talk about Vidal Brujan? He's like six for his last 50 in AAA. So there's not a whole lot of other options out there. The Rays just traded Wyatt Matheson. So you roll with the punches of Wander Franco. Yeah, He's, I don't, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of people clamoring for, for Wander's head. And if there are watch another sport, you know, right. that's, that's my, that's, if you think that Wander needs some, uh, you know, time on the bench or whatever it is, uh, yeah, go watch football or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. look, as, a, as a hitter, you're gonna, you're gonna fail 60, 70% of the time as it is already. And I don't even yeah. know if, look, I don't think the numbers are indicative of the way his approach overall at the plate. There's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before his base hits start dropping like Austin Meadows are and like G-Man Choi's are. So, yeah. And I like that you said it's not carrying over to the defense because although we haven't seen a good range, at least in my opinion, I don't think we, we've seen like a, a great range from, right. from Wander at either shortstop or third. We've seen a strong arm. He does have an mm -hmm. arm. And I think that that's one of the things that they, they were talking about of him as a prospect that he might not have the arm to carry as a shortstop. Um, maybe you yeah. could even see him as a second baseman, but I think we've seen a strong arm. Uh, so, so that's my whole, my first big takeaway. I have another one, but yeah. let me, I, let, I just wanted to put that out there for Wander. You know, it, it's, it's okay. 22 at no, best, it's nothing. That, that's very good. And I'm glad you brought that up. And there's actually some people out there on the national baseball forefront that are saying that Wander will uh, eventually be a first baseman. I'm like, let's call the Jets. Let, let's see if he works at third second and or short before I know he's got the, the, right. the frame that'll fill out eventually, but let's not go ahead and just stick him as a first base DH type yet. It is way, way too premature for that. He, he doesn't look like Vlad Guerrero yet. Let, let's, mm -hmm. let's be honest with that, but you mentioned it too, Shohei Otani. I mean, we got the full show from Shohei <laughs> yeah. Otani over the weekend. I don't think there was, I mean, the last thing for him to do would have been to pitch and it wasn't his day or his weekend to pitch. Like, uh, pulling home runs, opposite field home runs, versus lefties, versus righties, doubles, triples, stolen bases, drag bunts, a little bit of everything, clutch hits. I mean, it is amazing to see what this guy was able to do over the course of the weekend. And uh, somebody had mentioned it. I think it was Tom Verducci um, somewhat recently that the reason, one of the reasons that Shohei has really been able to take off this year is because he's finally healthy. That, that back leg of his, he's able to get the strength and the balance on the backside and the high finish and man, his approach, he is, he is certainly, certainly fun to watch, but coming off of that, 
takes more than one player, takes more than two players, takes more than three players. This isn't uh, the NBA where you can get by with LeBron James and a really good number two. Like you gotta, yes. you gotta have a really good bullpen and you gotta have a really good defense. And we didn't see a lot of that from the angels of the weekend. No. And you could have said, Oh, well, the four games at California, they were, you know, a, a little bit of an outlier, but no, we still saw yeah. the shoddy defense and we saw the, the shoddy bullpen. It's kind of odd seeing Joe Madden have to go through so many obstacles to get through yeah. one guy who can give you a, a shutout inning from the bullpen. It, it, it's odd, but talking about Otani and what a specimen he is. Uh, I got to see him live on Saturday. I also went, of course, Oh, you went to the game. game. Okay. You, you I went, buried the I went lead to, there. <laughs> I went to Saturday's game, of course, uh, caught up with our good buddy, Austin Holloway, uh, who keeps getting baseballs, by the way, got a, got one from Manuel Margot. Uh, on wow. Saturday. Yeah. So that, I guess he's got that vibe. Is, it, is he secretly the baseball guy? Who's that guy that goes to every single ballpark, oh, every I single stadium and finds a way to collect balls. He's on, he's got like, you know, 60,000 followers on Twitter, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But Austin does it the right way. You know, he's not, yeah. you know, tasting because I, I think that guy ate it like a, a month ago. He just ate it in Philly. He just hit his head in the, in the seat. It was great. Does he anyway, have an electric um, scooter and he's getting from place to place? Like, is he just going from, <laughs> Section to section, row to row. Yeah, yeah. He's ziplining um, down the ziplining down the catwalk to get balls. What is going on? Maybe. Here? I mean that that's a Tropicana Field way. Yeah. But anyway, as I was saying, a uh, great great atmosphere. I have to tell you that during uh, this the these two games the, uh, mm-hmm. in this week, uh, it was so awesome to to see that at tro- at the Trop again. And I will tell you, the Wanderers debut had a vibe. This this Saturday game was fantastic too. I mean, it was, it was a raucous uh, Saturday. I, I, I don't think they reached 20,000. I don't know the numbers actually for Saturday's attendance, but pretty sure it was close. I'm pretty sure it was 17, 18. Cause, or if it wasn't, man, uh, it would have been odd to say that it wasn't 17 or 18 because it felt like that. And it was great to see that, you know, you want players to, to feel that. And when you score 13 runs, they really were feeling it. So uh, of course the devil raised threats. Which brings me to mm-hmm. July 31st, our Locked On Race watch party. We're going, Kevin. We bought tickets. Yes, we We're in left field. And so we are telling everybody uh, that listens to Locked On Race, you guys want to meet face-to-face without uh, the Spotify green room screen uh, mm-hmm. looking at you or, or hearing us with pause buttons. We don't have pause buttons live. We don't. We just keep talking and rambling. Uh, to each other's faces but if you want to do that july 31st buy your tickets it's against the red sox it's a throwback day we get to see the devil rays uni so buy your ticket today yeah we're fully vaccinated too so no concerns with that either so uh we're good on that front by the way speaking of the game that you went to on saturday Look, I don't know what the attendance was, but it did look pretty raucous and rowdy in a good way. And maybe some of it is maybe we're overestimating attendance because there weren't any fans at any games last year. So even if you get <laughs> 10,000, it's like, wow, this is really, really packed yeah. right here. But uh, what would you say the breakdown of Angels to Rays fans were generally? Honestly, I, it was probably the least. I think I've I think I've, I've seen more Texas Rangers fans mm. at the trap than Angels fans. To be honest with you, yeah, there were of course the the the, the red shirts there, but either they weren't that loud, or I just weren't well, didn't see them that often. So that that that's my opinion. 
Yeah. So it wasn't a Rays Dodgers game where it's like 50, no. 50, 60, 40. And for some reason you have people that are also like they, they, they've, they've got a, a Rays jersey on and then a Dodgers jersey underneath it. And they're flipping back and forth between innings like crazy people. So uh, you're calling good. out our buddy, uh, Carlos Herrera there. No, Carlos yeah. is one of the good ones. Carlos is one <laughs> of the good ones. There's others. There are more egregious offenders out there. I'll just put it like that. Yeah. At least it's national league and American league. Did you get any good eats? Did you buy any Wander Franco memorabilia? I mean, no just Franco jerseys, Turkey. No Franco jerseys available yet. Uh, okay. I, and, and the line is incredibly long every time mm-hmm. you get there. So I don't know what they're doing. I think obviously I think they're limiting capacity during the store, but it's creating a, a very long line, and that's creating Ulysses not getting a Wander Franco jersey as of yet. So they're. Uh, their, their pro shop is like I four or I 75 yes. <laughs> little bottleneck factor. there. very Florida with that. Okay. Uh, wild Alaskan company delivers high quality, sustainably sourced wild caught seafood right to your door. You can choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination. And every month there are different specials to explore as well. Each shipment contains premium wild caught individually wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics either. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com MLB for $15 off your first box. WildAlaskanCompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you to the right place. Okay, Ulysses, very good on the takeaways. Uh, Some of my takeaways and observations from the weekend. Um, I just wanted to bring this up as a pondering question here. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've talked about most underrated player on the Rays roster, mostly from a national perspective. But do you have a guy in mind who do you think, who you think is perhaps the most underrated player on the Rays from the Rays fan base perspective? Yes, that was a good okay. episode that we had. I think we had it at what, a Thank month you. and a half ago? Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that talk. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, who, who would you have as that player? Not from a national perspective, but yeah, right. within the own Rays fan base. I don't think that the answer can be uh, Joey Wendell anymore. I think okay, Joey Wendell I agree. because that's of what the I'm season. Getting at. Yeah, yeah the, the season that he's had, I think people have opened their eyes, and that's awesome. That's fantastic. There yes. always needs to be a new name attached to the underrated within the fan base because the fan base is the one that's watching the team 162. So exactly. they should be able to, to dictate, no, this guy brings value. To your question, that is a good question. I and I can give you and, mine if you yeah, want. please, because okay. I, I'm not I'm blanking right now. I'm not going to say Joey Wendell because I think we've talked about him enough, and people have talked about him enough yes. within race circles that people realize and understand his value. Now, if you're mm-hmm. an Angels fan or a Rockies fan or a Nationals fan, you probably don't realize what Joey Wendell provides. In fact, if you're the guy I have in mind, teams of or fans of other teams probably have no idea this guy's even on the Rays roster, quite frankly. 
But my guy who I think deserves at least some consideration as one of, if not the most underrated player on the Rays roster is Manny Margot. Ooh. And he is clutch as it comes. Yes. That I'll give you. Yes. And let me say this. I think part of it is he gets overshadowed by uh, Randy Rosarena. He gets overshadowed by KK, gets overshadowed by Austin Meadows, and sometimes even gets overshadowed by Brett Phillips. We talk a lot, or fans really talk a lot about Brett Phillips, but I just want to read off some, some figures on Manny Margot. He is third on the team in stolen bases. He has the team's lowest strikeout rate. He's second on the team in RBI. So you talk about clutch singles, clutch base hits where the team yep. is down or the team needs an insurance run or you need a run to tie the game or what he did on Thursday night, you know, stealing home. Uh, yes. Things of that nature are huge. He's also fourth on the team in hits and leads the team in triples. And this is a guy who, again, he can play any outfield position pretty well, pretty amicably left yeah. center, right. And he makes a lot of tough plays at times up the line in foul territory. I mean, we, we can go back to what he did in the playoffs and, and the value he provided. So, um, and, and the other thing too, is he has pretty even splits versus lefties and righties. So it doesn't have to, it doesn't create a chore for the Rays coaching staff to, uh, do we have to take him out of the lineup versus a righty? You know, should we pin like, no, he's, he's pretty even versus lefties and rights. In fact, I think he's playing, I think I expect a much stronger second half as far as the the batting average and the on-base percentage goes because he, he's getting Babbitt right now. He's got a 265 Babbitt. I would expect that to increase a little bit. Also, he has eight, eight home runs, and, and they seem to come at like – like you never expect when he hits and he's like, wow, oh, he really did hit a home run there. So I, I think Manny Margot deserves some consideration as a guy who it seems like we don't really mention him all that much, but he provides a lot of value in a lot of different ways to the team. I don't know if he's the best at any one thing, but very good at a lot of different things. And that's important. I definitely think he makes the podium uh, uh, of Ray's player who is underestimated by the, by the fan base, by, by race fans right uh I, I was looking at his splits yeah uh you know obviously his weak side is against the righties uh, maybe but it's not like a brandon things. Lau. like it's he's basically no. like a 240 260 one way the other way so exactly yeah yeah so it's a 240 and 260 guy to um if you're just looking at average so uh it's it's not horrible we've seen more horrible splits from from players including yes. of course brendan Lau. but um Two things I think would would improve Manuel Margot's uh, maybe cachet, yeah, okay. or profile uh, uh, within race nation. Number one, he needs to raise that on base percentage. Like I agree, that on base percentage hovering around three hundred or less than three hundred. Uh, you gotta pump that up a little bit. Get a little bit of a of of a better eye at the plate. Um, which by the way, he's, it's not like he strikes out that much. I think you even said it. No, he has the strikeout lowest strikeout the rate lowest. on the team. It's 15%. So, it's, so exactly. So he, he, so it's not that he's swinging out of the chasing, uh, you know, but baseball's out of the zone, but he yeah. just needs to get those, um, uh, based on balls. The other thing is talking about the splits, maybe just maybe if he were utilized aggressively as a platoon player 
and just mm. play him with uh, against the strong side and maybe some righties. I think that you would see a little bit more um, uh, of that recognition improving within Ray's nation right. because he would always be in a position to succeed and you wouldn't see him uh, struggle against righties. But uh, I honestly expected that split to be worse than it is. I, again, right. I'm just looking at this slash line right now. It's not horrible against righties, but you would hope that a corner outfielder would obviously show up a little yes. bit more than that. But again, I think he's more of a natural center fielder that's thrown into the corner outfield spot because of Kevin Kiermaier and right. sometimes Brett Phillips. Like, I don't think there's, look, I know that people would be upset if and when Kiermaier is traded or not yeah. on the raise anymore, but Manny Margot can also handle that center field position if need be. Not yes. that he is to KK's level, but right. again, as far as what he provides defensively, it, it more than he would be, I mean, probably you could argue that top half of defensive center fielders yeah. if he was a full-time center fielder. So I just want to throw that out there that it seems Good like, because he's, and he's always down in the order to usually what, you know, six, yeah. seven, eight. And uh, just a guy that um, again, not, super great at any one thing, but does a lot of things well. And we talk about how this team strikeouts, that is the big bugaboo for this team and this franchise over the last couple of years. And you need more guys like Margot. Yeah. you like to see him walk a little bit more, but if you get guys, if you can collect guys that have strikeout rates under 20%, that, yes. that can only do you favors going forward. Uh, the other thing too, um, little tip for, and Ulysses, you know this, but tip out there for, uh, Locked on Rays listeners and really any Rays fan out there. Um, so, and I think we talked about this on Saturday, but so Doug Wechter was on the television call. No Brian Anderson. I guess he had a scheduled weekend off, whatever it may be. So I figured why not turn down the TV broadcast volume and turn up the radio call and synchronize the TV broadcast to the radio call. And man, it was like a baseball high. It was like baseball poetry. I was just sitting back, relaxing, settling into the wonderful sounds of Dave Wills and Andy Freed. And I think that's something that people should do more often and take more consideration to do. Also, uh, when you're at the game, if you're, I know it's tough because you have a lot of loud people around you typically, but you can call into the radio station, WDAE, during the game and they'll put you on hold so you can listen to the broadcast in real time while you're at the game. Just stick your AirPods into your uh, iPhone, whatever it may be, call the number, and you're good to go. So you know, just, just I, a quick shout-out to Dave Wills and Andy Freed, who also will be traveling on the road to road games for the first time since 2019. If you're like, wait, they haven't been traveling to road games? Yeah, that's because they're so good that you can't tell the difference because they're broadcasting at the Trop or broadcasting in Kauffman Stadium or wherever it may be. So just wanted to, to, to throw that out there on the, the, the radio broadcast team for the race. Fantastic idea. And, and now that they're going to go with the team, the radio yes. crew and not the TV crew, guess what folks during a road trip, which by the way, it's happening starting tomorrow against the nationals. Uh, what a great time, you know, 
Dwayne and BA are not going to be traveling. So sometimes yes. they have to go through the monitors and sometimes they don't get the angles that they need to. Mm-hmm. Dwayne can't call the guy out or can't call the triple if he doesn't see the guy on third base, you know? So this would be a great time to do exactly uh, that and synchronize uh, the radio to the TV broadcast because they'll actually be there. So right. great, great tip there. Uh on uh, on the sinking but i will tell you i've always i've always thought it was weird adults like when mm. i was a kid seeing adults like with a walkman obviously that's right. how old i am or uh you know the, the headphones put in i was like why that doesn't make any sense just like enjoy the game now that i'm getting older and uh you yeah. know, as an old 38 year old um uh I, that sounds just so cool. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta nerd out right. here. That sounds so great watching the game live with the baseball st- stadium sounds, and then you get everything that's happening mm-hmm. on the field narrated. That's pretty cool. Just wait till you're t- till you're seventy. You won't be jumping up and clapping and doing cartwheels <laughs> every time that you know whoever yeah. with the Rays hits a home run. And again, they're they're just. I love how they alternate between innings on the call. So it's not Fantastic. like oh, we're hearing too much of the play-by-play guy. And no, like they, they just do a great job of mixing in listener comments, being witty, taking some, some subtle shots at people. It's just uh, really good stuff on their end with that. And again, not to take a shot at Doug Wechter, but it's not the same uh, right. with him and uh, Dwayne stats. It's gotta be Dwayne and BA. Like, look, I, I get it. You're, you're probably your first time doing the, the TV call and you, you don't have quite the chemistry with, with Dwayne, but uh, I, I made it, let me just put it like this. I made a quick decision turning on the TV broadcast volume that I was like, all right, I'm out. I, I'm doing the radio call and, and syncing up that with with what's on my television screen. And honestly, like you can't expect Doug and 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 Duane to have a great rapport and and communication and chemistry uh, as well as he has it with BA. Because if that was the case, then something is wrong with the Duane and, right. and BA uh, friendship because it, it's been like eleven years of them yes. working together. So you so if the, if that was the case, that Doug just steps right in and and you feel like you you don't you haven't missed a beat, mm-hmm. that would be bad news. So no, that that the, the I only think time he did okay I, and yeah. BA is just fantastic with Duane. The only time I think that works where you had a guy stepping in and it sounds like a beat wasn't missed was when Todd Callis would fill in uh, if BA needed a day off or whatever yeah. it may be. Speaking of chemistry, Ulysses, uh, Built Bar, that's some pretty good chemistry right there, right? Oh, my goodness. It is wonderful chemistry. It is the best tasting protein bar ever. Remember, they've got nine delicious flavors, including coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, and of course, my favorite peanut butter brownie. Do you have a favorite built bar right now, Kevin? Um, I'm a big fan of the peanut butter brownie. Anything with <sighs> with peanut butter and chocolate, I'm game for. You, you can put that on. You you can put that on uh, like a piece of wood. I would eat it. Well, you know what? You you probably could could put it on a piece of wood. You could put it on a yogurt bowl, like I've done, yeah. and it tastes delicious. Again. It only has 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs. They are amazing. They're all tasty and all healthy. So guess what? 
Locked On Race listeners, go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you will get 15%, of your first order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And maybe, just maybe, you will become from a grouch to not wanting to give a standing ovation to the number one <laughs> prospect in baseball and you'll become happy and you'll get on your feet and you'll clap uh, for Wander Franco. I think that argument has been settled and decided, by the way, I'm going to try to sneak a built bar into the trop next time I go. I hope it doesn't <laughs> okay. get confiscated. This isn't there contraband here. It's soft and chewy. It's not hard <laughs> like other protein bars. Okay. <laughs> we, we put this poll out on Saturday, Ulysses, and this has been an ongoing conversation for about a week plus now. Uh, was it okay for Rays fans to give Wander Franco a standing ovation before his first big league at bat at Tropicana Field? And Ulysses, I am majorly in the minority here as the results are about 94%. Yes, it was more than okay to do so. No, it uh, 2.7%. I mean, it's a 3% basically. No, it wasn't okay to and about 4% said they they weren't unsure. They they uh, or, or they were unsure. They didn't have an opinion whatsoever. So, uh a landslide, more than a landslide. Uh in your it, favor, Ulysses. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I look, I, I guess honestly the the best way I could put it would be Zach Dabbs comment who he he said the only reason for not applauding is if you hate fun we've been waiting for years for this let us enjoy things man that's all of us kevin that's all of us we're just saying man we're excited about this guy i think i think again this this was this is my argument for people that just like legitimately like have like a bad face during the game at the trop and like never like yell or clap or like that's make a noise you're you're calling (laughs) you make noises No, I'll no, clap no. Occasionally. You, you clap. I, I won't sit um, with my hands crossed with my walk. No, no. And yeah. I think that's that's kind of the thing. Like, let you know, you go to the ballpark, enjoy yourself, right. clap a little, scream a little, give the number one prospect in baseball who's going to change hopefully your franchise's run of being a World Series uh, mm-hmm. dried up runner up twice. Uh, stand up, have some fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me just say this. If we're going to, and this is where I will lay my argument to rest. If we're going to give a standing ovation before Wander, for Wander, then I think we should do it for every other rookie that makes his MLB debut. And also any player that is coming back from a major injury or major surgery. So Yanni Chirinos, you're getting a standing O. Nick Anderson, you're getting a standing O. Brennan McKay, Shane Boz, Joe Ryan, Vidal Bruhan, Josh Lowe, Drew Straubman. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to clap, whether from my living room or at the trop or wherever I am in my car, I'm going to stand up and give them a standing O. Uh, you can't do it just for one guy. You got to do it. I think you, we got to put in a rule in place that it, it's got to be. Brent Honeywell, did he get a standing ovation? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm because sure I feel like Brent excited. Honeywell would probably be more deserving than Wander. What? No. Honeywell had to, four surgeries? And he was one of the top prospects in the game. I mean, hadn't Again, pitched since like 2017. Come you on. Can't, you can't compare the hype against prospects. It's not the same. Who was uh, that guy? God, I wanted to make have a joke with you, and I forgot this guy's name right off the bat. Was he but a he wasn't prospect? Joey Butler. 
No, yeah, Decker, Jaff Decker. There you go. Are you going to give Jaff Decker or Decker? If he's making his MLB debut with the Rays, then yes, I will. My goodness. Because that is a big, big accomplishment. I think the Rays have a full farm system that you could definitely give standing O's for more than a handful of guys, for sure. And I love that attitude. You know, give standing O's for the prospects. I love it. Have some fun. Uh, But the thing is, most people that go to the chop are not diehards, right? There's the right. hard diehards that know about prospects that are looking forward to these guys. Some of them just like, just went to the game just because they like baseball and they don't know right. who said uh, Wander Franco even is, you know, I think most people did, but yeah. you know, sometimes if Vidal Bruhan is going to come up or uh, Joe Ryan is going to come up, they might not know who Joe Ryan is. And, and that's okay. I don't think we have to give pressure to race right. fans, but I think it was really cool to see that poll and kind of give me some vindication. Yeah, lie. you got a lot of vindication there. A lot of the comments here. Ty McCann says, I feel like if a big name prospect pitcher came out of a game, he would get an ovation on his way to the dugout with a hitter. There isn't always a good opportunity to give someone an ovation. Granted, a pitcher just got done working, but I'm all for it. Jake Stokes says, I don't see a problem with it. I stood for him. I thought it was a good welcome showing. Uh, Timothy Gates has some strong comments here. Who the hell thinks he shouldn't have gotten one? Well, (laughs) you're talking to one right here. Uh, He's possibly the most hyped prospect in baseball history. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay. Like we're a race fans, but let's let's cool the jets Bryce like harper said. since he was like a 15 yeah. 16 year old was on the cover of sports illustrated steven yeah. strasburg like that uh, I, no i'm not i'm not accepting that no. uh the he says the most hype prospect in baseball history and has been the pride and joy of the Rays minor system for years now of course it's okay for fans to give him a standing ovation they're excited kind of cringe to say no okay well uh timothy i'm just gonna say well first of all he's a cards fan i think cards fan tg unless he's talking about the football team or uh what whatever it may be uh, I, I need a real profile picture from you i can't have adam sandler and uncut gems terrible movie by the way as your profile picture change it please uh joshua garner says why the hell not we've been waiting for, on uh wander for a long time this is the one guy that agrees with me not uh, joshua garner but scott radigan says Y'all are crazy. Absolutely not. If we were in a rebuild like the Orioles, maybe, but we are the defending AL champs with the best record in the, in the league. Oh Act like it. I I'm um, with you, Scott. I'm with you. But uh, I got to say, it, it, Scott, I, I need a, an email. Scott, send us an email because I need to prove that that's not a Kevin Weiss's uh, alt Twitter uh, handle. I'm, I'm Kevin Durant trading uh, yeah. burner Twitter accounts. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. Oh my God. No, Scott uh, is look, a, yeah, Scott, uh, I, I understand your point, but be excited, man. It's uh, it's fun to be excited. No, nothing wrong with that. Uh, all right. Well, look, you, you won this one. I'll, I'll give you this battle. Although I'm, I'm still <laughs> on the opposing side. The fans are with you clearly because it is, it's not even close. And we thank everybody for uh, voting and participating as well. Heck, even Evan Klosky is on your side on this one. Might not be yeah. on your side on Max Scherzer, although not really no. on my side either on that one. I mean, let's <laughs> let's be honest. Scott Boris is his agent. He's not coming to the race. Come on, let's yeah. throw that out there. But uh, very good with that. So uh, who who's going to be the next guy to make his debut? I guess uh, Vidal maybe. Whoever it is, rest assured, I will be giving that person a standing ovation. 
There we Maybe, go. Maybe hey, you never know. Maybe somebody makes their debut on July 31st mm. on throwback day against the Red Sox locked on race party, July 31st, get your ticket, say hi to us. I don't know how we're going to look, uh, you know, say hi to people, but uh, I'm, I'm sure we can like go to the Budweiser. Well, you have a locked on race shirt. I'll also be bringing some bumper stickers or some locked yes. on race stickers for anybody. Stickers you don't as have well. to put them on your yeah. car. You can put them on your laptop, whatever you want. So you can kind of be creative with that as well. So a lot of options. There. And also, isn't that the last day of the trade deadline? So it could be a very, Correct. yeah, uh, it could be a very, yeah. very busy and fun uh, weekend with that. So, uh, okay. Yes. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the locked on Rays podcast. And I'll tell your smart device to play the most recent episodes of the locked on today and locked on MLB prospects podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.